this is Sandy. And Randy. And we're here on AT Corner. Being an athletic trainer comes with ups and downs, and we're here to showcase it all. Join us as we share our world in sports medicine. Welcome back to another episode of AT Corner. For this story episode, we are honoring the fact that athletics is almost here. And what better way to do that than talk about our long days? What do you mean athletics is almost here? We're almost at the end of July and a lot of teams either have are getting close to starting practice or will start in early August. Um, we literally have not had a break, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's true. You have not. <laughs> Me, we're on summer mode. That's nice. Must be nice. You're, yeah, your days right now are not long at all. Oh, no shot. <laughs> but they are coming to a close because, like I said, practice is coming. Well, you can sympathize with all these people we got stories from today who told us about their longest days. And actually, we got a lot of people who were like, a single longest day? That's a normal work day. (laughs) That's not wrong. I would say most of the stories that I have of like super long days came from when I was a student. I don't have that many like long, long. I mean, we'll get into it. Okay. We don't want to ruin any of the surprise here. Um, And our first one is actually a gem from Jen. Gem from Jen. And it's not a single longest day. It is actually about 50 days in. It's actually 50 days. That's that's a lot. It's actually about 50 hours in four days. That just sounds terrible. (laughs) So she said, well, I've got two times I've worked long days. I'm the only AT at my school, and my boss doesn't understand the need for a relief AT. That right there. That is extremely frustrating. So he decides to bid for the Junior College Women's Basketball National Tournament. Because why not? Eight teams, four days. One day of practices, three days of the actual tournament. Each team plays three games. I'm all by myself. All by myself. Four 12-hour days of fun. We hosted three separate times because apparently once is not enough. No, you got, you, you might, when you're having a good time, you might as well just keep it rolling. We also hosted track nationals a few times, which is many, many more teams and is also four days long. Those were 12 to 14 hour days, depending. One year, I made it a longer day for myself because I made them move the 10K to early in the a.m. because it was set to be almost 90 degrees at the initial schedule time of the race. Sorry, Randy, track is not in my bag. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a common response. <laughs> I feel it. Oh, one year during track regionals, I also had a longer day because we had a kid trip over a hurdle in the 200 and break both bones in his forearm. After we were done, I went to the emergency department to check on him and his coaches because they were all pretty traumatized. I got a really nice thank you email from that one. Nice. That's cool. And I just want to say reading this, I think that even though... So I I did order these stories by shortest to longest and not not that any of these stories are short. (laughs) Um, But um, I started off with this one because consecutive days that are on the... I mean, 12 hours is a long time. Don't get me wrong. But consecutive days that are not 18 hours in a day are almost worse than a single long day because by the oh, end, by the, yeah. So as you can imagine, most of my long day stories are involving track. And you're right about like consecutive days are rough, but at least when you start 
you have some momentum to build into, but then the last day, it just all adds up, and that day sucks. Especially when you know you're almost finished. Oh, Those yes. minutes are not minutes anymore. No, that's the countdown. It's like watching paint dry. Um, I know we've talked about this before, but my longest day that I can think of for you is not like hour-wise, 14 hours for um for track, but the thing that was the kicker was that it was raining. It was actually not raining. It was downpouring, downpouring all day long. 14 hours of rain, For 14 baby. hours. Yeah. Soaked through my with jacket. With no break. Yeah, no break. So you were just working and soaking wet. Oh, gear. absolutely. Yeah. But that was not my longest track meet. Of course not. No, I, when I was a student, because, you know, I was crazy and I volunteered for a lot of things. I was, I helped for like a track meet, a big track meet. And we, it was probably like three days of 18 hour days. Why? Because that was the fun of it as a student. No. <laughs> it literally was, I'd be at the track meet, go to bed. Like, I'd go home, go to bed, wake up, track meet, and then just go to bed. Yeah. Hey, we got we got free in and out as oh, our yeah. lunch. So, my West Coast people, in and out, baby. I can't remember, actually, my longest day. I know I know there's one that I think is, it's not that long hour-wise, Um I mean, I know we're going to talk about this at the end, but Black Belt Sports Medicine, I've worked a bunch of theirs, and I want to say I've worked more than 12 hours with them, but I mean, it didn't feel like that, so I don't count that as like... I was going to say, that's, that's a nice feeling I to mean, have. I they're, mean, they're per diem events. Yeah, yeah. And, but there was this one per diem event where I was working for a company that I really like, and it was a, it was a volleyball tournament, and I only packed enough food for lunch... I'm not really sure why, because I'm notorious for overpacking food because I get hangry. Super hangry. And for some reason, I wasn't expecting this event to go very long, but I should have known by maybe halfway through the day when we were way behind schedule that I was not going to get out of there any time <laughs> that I was supposed to. So it ended up going a 12-hour day, and I think I was only supposed to work maybe like not even eight hours. I, it ended up going 12 hours, and I had an hour drive there, an hour drive home. Yep. I was making so many ice bags at the end that I hurt my wrist. I got like 10, <laughs> and, and I was, I've already had, I've had wrist pain, but um, I had, it like flared up my tendonitis in my wrist. And so driving home was so painful, and I was hangry because I didn't pack enough food, and I had an hour drive, and I hate driving. Got home. Randy, do you want to tell the rest of the story? So she wanted a quick snack before I prepared dinner for her. So she grabbed some gummies. She normally doesn't eat gummies. This is how desperate like, she like was. Like fruit snacks. And she, because of her wrist condition, she cannot open the baggie. I couldn't. And so, of course, hanger on top of working for a very long time, on top of a very long drive. She melted. I'm, Yeah. <laughs> She melted and she was on the ground, threw the gummies, and just laid there. I just laid on the floor. So I had to open the gummies. And I'm too. pretty sure I was probably crying too. Yeah, there were probably tears. <laughs> Which I don't I don't do in front of everyone anyone, so it was a long day. It was, it was a long a, day. <laughs> it was a long day. So here's another one from Mike M. 
He said his longest day was, he said, I've had a few working minor league baseball, no clock, you know. I could imagine. September 14th, 2011. We were the road team in league finals, best of five series. Game two went 20 innings. That's terrible. Lasted over six hours. And then both teams had to immediately get on a bus nine hours to Little Rock. Lots of stories from that game and series, but the worst part was that we blew game one, then lost game two in 20 innings, and then got swept in game three, so our season was over. Man, that's just that's just adding salt to the wound at that point. Like, you have s- such a terrible game being extra innings, and then you have a long bus ride. And Which then- is longer after you lose. Oh, yes. And then, I mean, but at that point, I feel like everyone's just so tired. It just, everyone just fell asleep on the bus, I feel like. Oh, we've got a bus story coming up. Oh, I can't wait. But And then to have the final nail in the coffin, game three, and you're just you're swept out of the series, that is probably not the way you wanted your season to end. It's like, why'd we even do this? Why'd we do this? Why'd we do the finals? Just stay home. <laughs> yeah, that's a long drive. We should do an episode on like long road trips. That'd be a good one. I'm just trying to think, because most of the time we flew, except for our cross-country meet to sacramento baby we took the bus how long was that that was about maybe like seven hours i've never with cross-country kids by the way seven hours on a bus with cross-country kids i'm just saying i've never gone on a bus trip with any of my athletes actually that might be for the best, maybe. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't I mean, think you I, miss, you're I missing out. I don't think I'm missing anything. I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of interesting things that happen on these bus rides. You want to read the next one? So this next one's by Allison W. So during last summer, I had to take two clinicals in order to graduate on time because I transferred schools. Because of COVID, me and two of my fellow classmates had to get over 200 hours in a summer already affected by COVID. Oh, man. I feel like that's tough. Yeah. Lucky for us, one of the local high schools allowed us all to do our rotation there. Because of the tight time schedule and how many sports the school had, we were at the school from 6 a.m. to 11 p.m. every day for over a month and a half. Oh my gosh. Talk about consecutive. That is wild. Like that's literally, literally you show up, go home, go to bed, show up the next day, Go home, go to... Oh, that's crazy. 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. is not even a solid bed. Like, I go to bed before then, and oh, I wake up after then. But we are also old now. <laughs> and that's what we do. We go to... Once it hits 9 o'clock, it, it might as well be like 1 a.m. Allison continues with, We still barely got our hours and would be there longer than the two certified ATs. They would split the day one early, one late. The, See, okay, if this was her actual job and she was working that, like, you need to quit. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, if those are your hours, that's, that's pretty rough. By the end of the summer, we thought we were going to die. But it really did give us a good idea of how life as a certified in a high school could be. That's not wrong. Some no, places. No, no. If, if that's your job, you need to quit. <laughs> that is very true. I would not, I wouldn't, if you know that schedule, there do are, not take that job. There are jobs out there that are not that. Yeah. Neither Randy and I work long days. You don't need to take that job. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, here's the thing though. I, I do get it because working two jobs, like working two clinicals, it's hard to maintain normal hours because neither one, they don't communicate with each other. You're the common denominator. You're the common point. Oh, yeah. So 
like when I'm working two jobs, like I have to start one really early and then the other one starts later. Like, okay, when we're living down two hours south of where we're, where we're living now, I still had jobs up here because of course I did. And I like the reasoning because of course I did. And I'd have like a 7 a.m. out here or I'd have two, I'd have two jobs like lined up out here. And so I'd drive two hours or I'd take the train, which is two hours for my 7 a.m. work. And then I'd work eight hour shift till three or 3.30. And then I'd drive straight from there to my other job where I'd work um, 3 p.m. to like end of volleyball. So like 9 p.m. Yeah. And that is a freaking long day. Builds, but Builds character. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's it. Just I mean, character. but that's like, I'm not going to be like, I can only be at one job for two hours. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's hard, and we did get a few people who were saying, you know, they're they're they have to work two jobs, and it's like that. But the trade off is, if I don't do that, then I'd be working like seven days a week. Seriously. And I'd rather have a day. I'd rather have long days, and then a day or two off, than just keep going. I was to say than not having. You have a day nothing off. to look forward to. Yeah, seriously. What would you What would you rather do? Short days every single day. Or would you rather have long days and then days off? Man, that's a tough one. Um, I would have to say, man, that's really hard. Uh, I'd take it's the hard because short- you haven't really lived it because you yeah. did long days every single day. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I feel like I rather do short days. Uh huh. Every day. No. Because I'm assuming I'm enjoying where I'm at to want to be at work every day so a short day i could kind of live with compared to long days i really enjoyed where i was at when i was doing short days every single day and i was dying yes like there's nothing to look forward to yeah true there's no day off you think it's fine and then it's not fine (laughs) it's fine you think it's fine till it's not fine anymore (laughs) okay so here's actually another good uh perspective from an athletic training intern so Michael L. said he... Oh, and he has a couple stories. So the second one... I, I really like the second one because I can relate to it. Um, I can't answer that question yet. You can relate to it too. It okay. Uh, yes, I can. Um, so he said, I would have two longest days. When I was working the community college state basketball tournament, and this is the same association as the basketball tournament from the Gem from Jen. So I gave them both credibility that they're both... It must be a really long day if they both message us to tell us about this. Yeah, I was going to say, I can, yep, I can assume that as well. Um, when I was working this uh, basketball tournament my school was hosting, I would go in at around 7 a.m. to start getting the training room prepped and see if our athletic director needed any help. Then I would help work the games throughout the day. All said and done, we wouldn't finish up until 12 to 1 a.m. After any post-treatment, sanitizing, etc. was done. The other time was when my travel team traveled to the community college state tournament six hours away. Because we were away and how late our games were, I was practically working 5 a.m. to 1 a.m. making sure all of our athletes are good. And that is like 20 hours. Yeah, that's terrible. Allison, I hate to say this, but he got you beat. <laughs> yeah, but Allison was doing it for a month and a half. And for free. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, and for, and, fr- and oh, for no, free. He's, he's doing it for free, too. He's an intern. Oh, oh, oh yeah, duh. Man, that's rough. Yeah, guys, don't take those jobs. 
Okay, so now his second story. You can read it. So Michael says, not my longest day ever, but definitely an insane one. It was generally a normal day. Go in at 12 p.m. and leave at 6 p.m. after softball practice. This was also the same day I was having dinner with my girlfriend's mother for the first time. You can't plan anything right after work. (laughs) That is so true. Like give yourself an hour leeway. (laughs) Especially if someone who doesn't know about like athletic training. If people know, it's... They get it, but if they don't know, they won't get it. He continues, literally at 5.55 p.m., 30 minutes before I was supposed to have dinner, one of the athletes started having a seizure and an insanely high body temperature. It was me. At the time, I was CPR, AED, first aid, and TECC certified, and our head athletic trainer on site. To say I was late was a huge understatement, but I'm glad it wasn't worse. Yeah, absolutely. That's true. But of course there had to be a seizure that day. I really want to do an episode on like when you're about to leave, <laughs> what's going down. Like I feel like we could do that. Oh, I, so many people would have stories on that. Oh, absolutely. 100%. I, I have at least a couple on that. Oh, 100%. Because that's when stuff happens. And also that's when the fatigue sets in and... And that's when injuries happen. Depending the on the day, you're kind of over it and ready to go home. Yeah. Like, all right, I'm I'm done. It's the worst. You've time. already played the closing time song, <laughs> and you're trying to get out of there. So this next one's twenty hours of work. Jackie Smith says, "I don't work this job anymore." So good job, Jackie. <laughs> Probably one of my longest was this. First, pick up a collegiate athlete at 2.45 or 3 a.m., drive two hours to get an athlete to surgery, work on notes, injury reports, etc. from the doctor's lounge while he's in surgery and recovery, then take athlete home, then go to the training room for rehab and baseball practice, and then work a home soccer game until 10.30 p.m. So let me reiterate. Because why not? 2.45 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. By the way, that's not including the time she had to wake up, get no, ready. No, no, because you don't just leave your house. I, okay, at that point, at knowing that that's the time that you have to get someone, do you go to bed? Yeah, why is that a question? I'm just saying, is it easier to just power through it and stay up or get bare minimum sleep? You're asking the wrong person because I do not function without sleep. Uh, I'm just saying that's an interesting question. I feel like actually you don't either, Mister Team No Sleep. Team No Sleep. That's right. I haven't He's, said he says this all the time. And I haven't said Team No Sleep in a long time though. You say it all the time, but when was the last time you pulled an all-nighter? Uh, my undergrad days. <laughs> Has anyone? So not sl- for a while. What about sleeping in the athletic training room? Oh, we've definitely had people do that. Oh, yes. So I asked her what the surgery was for, and she said it was a baseball player with a fractured handmate, four to five millimeters displaced, removed, and soft tissue cleaned up. Nice. She's, she also said I had plenty of days like this, though. A more mundane 16-hour day was 6.30 a.m. football taping, 8 to 10 a.m. admin, 10.30 to 1 p.m. soccer practice and rehabs, 1 p.m. to 10.30 p.m., softball tournament and in between all that do rehabs where you can so not bored (laughs) that's what i got just a little burnt out though just a hair the work-life balance there sounded like uh it was pretty balanced 
Yeah. So I should have said this at the last story, but I just, I forgot and then just remembered. Does anyone really enjoy hosting anything? Like I've really thought about this, like athletic, like program, like schools and stuff, like have to bid for these hosting opportunities. It just seems like everyone who works at not just like the athletic training staff, right? Like the coaches and like other administrators, no one seems to enjoy it. Well, the home team has to provide everything, everything and get everything ready. It's just interesting to me because no one enjoys playing host. I think it depends on the sport. That's true, too. Because, I mean, hosting golf is not that bad. At least from the AT standpoint. That's what I'm saying. That's who we are. We're ATs. Well, no, I'm just talking about athletics in general. No, I'm talking about ATs because that's what I'm just saying. Anytime we've hosted someone, you can talk to anybody within the athletics department and everyone is like, ugh, we got this. I mean, obviously, it's a revenue generator, of course, but I'm just saying no one likes hosting things. I'll be sure to ask around and do a survey for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Next time we host, which is, I mean, we already hosted a bunch this year, so I don't know. Yeah, that's true. You want to read the next one? Yeah, so this one's by Gabe R. This one's 21 hours. I We're want... getting, and this is not the longest one we have yet. Isn't that insane? This is getting scary. I know. <laughs> I once had to pick up a morning shift at the ortho office I used to work for. I arrived that morning at 7.15 a.m. I worked in ortho until noon, at which time I had to make my way to the school because our football team was leaving at 1 p.m. for a long road trip. Game time was 7.30 p.m. that evening. After the game, we got back on the road at 11.30 p.m. We traveled three-plus hours before our charter bus overheated and broke down. Oh, that's terrible. This is the one I was talking about. The driver limped the bus the rest of the remaining 70 miles at 45 miles per hour we got within three miles of our school and the bus completely broke down we had to wait an additional hour for a school bus to come pick us up for the remainder of the trip after unloading and putting stuff away i clocked out at 4 a.m this was the last time i rode a bus to an away game yeah i i think that would do it you know, I'm on the fence. I mean, I it's hard because I don't travel that much, but I don't know if I would rather drive myself because I hate driving or if I would rather risk the horrible bus situation. So, and being stuck at the mercy of when the team's leaving and stuff. So, I've never had that problem. So, I I'm not jaded towards traveling with the team, but I do get the nice aspect of if you go by yourself, you like you don't have to deal with anybody afterwards. Like, you know, sometimes the kids could be pushing you too far. So I, I get it. Or especially if you're close to wherever you were, wherever you need to go after the game, that it's saving you time. I get that. Yeah, but you have to put miles on your car. Yeah, like, that's the trade off. Now you're putting miles on your own personal vehicle. And if they don't pay you for driving. Yes. That sucks and gas. Yes, but but I get it. I kind of get some of the convenience of maybe driving yourself. No, I I get it. But. Yeah, especially if you're like working high school. Like no one no one wants to be on the bus with the, the sweat the <laughs> sweaty kiddos. 
No way. No one wants to be on that bus. No way. Even the coaches, I guarantee you, don't want to be on that bus. <laughs> okay, so... So is this, is this the champ right here? This next one is the champ. 24 hours worked by April O. Oh, man. April O. So she worked a 24-hour football camp. She got there at lunchtime and left at lunchtime. The kids, 8 to 10-ish, were more tired than I was when they went home. She said they stayed and played all night. They also had games and stuff for them to, to keep them entertained. I couldn't imagine. I could not <laughs> imagine having to be on for 24 hours. Okay. Well, this is kind of like when we were in Girl Scouts, we would do all-nighters, like mall lock-in or something. Uh-huh. And it was so fun as a kid, but I feel like as an adult, that does not sound appetizing to me at all. No, not at all. Like, I, I don't even like staying up, like, till two anymore. Like, when you're younger, you're like, oh, this is cool. Or, like, when you have a sleepover with friends, like, you stay up all night. It's never a sleepover. <laughs> but now, that's not even, doesn't even sound appetizing. Okay, so my question for you is, what would you prefer? Would you prefer, like, if you had to do a 24-hour camp, would you prefer morning, like, get there in the morning and then leave in the morning? Or get there at lunchtime and leave at lunchtime or get there at night and stay throughout and then leave at night. Get there at night, leave at night. What? Um, I, I feel I am a better night owl than a morning person. So if I can have the momentum from my amped up evening to power me through the rest of the day, I can do it. I feel like that was my last choice. No, no, that's first for me. I think we should try this. We should try this one weekend. I was actually going to say get there in the morning and then power through because at the end of the night, then like, but I feel like maybe that's the wrong answer because <laughs> of your logic that you just said. That's right. Because then you leave the, like the staying up until the end. Yeah. But maybe you're just so tired and delusional by the end of the night. I that think, well, I think regardless, you're going to be tired and delusional. Would you rather be tired and delusional at nighttime or would you rather be tired? Oh, at nighttime. 100% <laughs> nighttime. I would not so want then, to be tired so and delusional. So then you can't pick the night one. No, because towards the end, it's getting evening and that's when you're getting tired and delusional. My morning afternoon will be no, fine. No, if you get there at night, then yeah. the tired and delusional is evening the next day. The next day and that's when but you're finishing up. But if you get up. there in the morning, then tired and delusional is all night. Do you see what I'm saying? It's right I see before. what you're saying, but I still, I'm going, I'm still doing my evening one. I can power through. <laughs> because you got to account for, I'm sure the kids, once it starts getting night out, are also going to be tired and delusional, and they're probably not going to do anything anyways. Yeah, but when, oh, you also have to factor in when fatigue sets in, because that's when injuries, that's when injuries are going to pour your way. That's true. It also kind of depends on the kids, too. Like if they're if they're young and they're tired, like th I don't think they're skilled or like powerful enough to do as much damage as like your high school kids tired and delusional. Yeah, that's true. So so speaking of the the so I reminded myself because of the kids. So black belt sports medicine, um, actually Dr. Christworth he he uh, submitted a story. He said in the '90s and early 2000s, no one knew how to have a Brazilian jiu-jitsu event, or BJJ, that wouldn't last less than 14 to 16 hours. It was a mess. And still, many have a hard time to get under that. So around 12 hours is the norm now. Hey, and it's that's still improvement. That's improvement. So that's the thing is like, 
Um, I've worked a lot of these where, especially like right before COVID. Actually, I was supposed to work a lot right during COVID. Yes, but then you were. They, they all right. got canceled. So um, I was, you were saying about the kids and the whole crying thing. Yes. Like most of the time we were just consoling a broken heart <laughs> And not any broken bones. <laughs> it was more broken ego yeah, than anything. Yeah, for the kids. I mean, it it was pretty cool learning about jujitsu and stuff because that's not something that I had. I mean, I had ever seen. I've heard of it, but yeah. I'd never really seen it before. Um, and actually, I was talking to Doctor Christworth because um, I'm on their email list because I I used to do some of their stuff last year, and they're actually expanding. So if you guys are interested in working jujitsu. Um, they have expanded these last two months. They've had like things in Florida, Texas, Louisiana, Tennessee, Missouri, South Carolina. Oh my gosh. And normally they just do California, Nevada, and Arizona. Yeah. Like those are their normal three states. And I usually do the California ones. And they usually like Nevada, they have like a Las Vegas tournament that they do, which is like a couple days. Yeah. And it, so if you guys are work or interested in like per diem work and um, it's pretty cool because there's always people there you can learn from, which I think is why, like, yeah, they do 12-hour days, but I've learned so much while I'm there, and I've never gotten yelled at by a parent. And I was going to say, too, like, a lot of, like... Which makes for a great per diem event, learning and not getting yelled <laughs> at by parents. Like, I'm not going to take... I don't take per diem anymore because I don't really... I get, I've get i gotten really burnt out from it, but um, if I were to if I were to take per diem, it, it would be from them. So, um... Like, I, you know, we know a lot of the people that do help cover these events and the the people that you'd be working with, you know, there's there's a lot of great people that volunteer for the or not volunteer, but sign up to. Yeah, you get paid. Yeah, you do get paid uh, that sign up to actually work these events. And I don't know, the people that we've met, the attitudes that they have there are great. And, you know, it's just everyone trying to learn together. I know it's, it's pretty cool. So long days. If you guys have learned anything from this episode and then it's don't work for a place that is long days except for black belt sports medicine and this is not an advertisement for them we're not getting paid (laughs) no we are not (laughs) but really actually if you are interested um i'll put the email black belt sports medicine at gmail.com and dr christworth's instagram at, at dr christworth um down below so you can just email them or message them if you want more information or if you would like to work with them. Uh, the person who runs email is Shelby. Do you have any more long days? I, I feel like you have a lot of long days. Uh, I mean, nothing noteworthy just because like track mates are just always long, you know? So like I'd get there with the first group, which is usually getting to the track around 9 a.m., 8 a.m. And I'd be there until... 7 8 p.m sometimes with the last group so it's just kind of that's just how track is i mean there's a lot of downtime in that because the events are so spaced out but yeah get to check out the snack bar that's always the fun part too is okay what's the snack situation at these track meets like each school does a little bit differently so far my favorite ones have usually had a grill out there for us what? They barbecue up some burgers. That's nice. Yeah, that's pretty fire. I think the only long day that I've ever been fed was the jujitsu events. Oh, nice. That's cool. I got like lunch and dinner. Nice. I know. I don't know that all of them do it, but um, a, a good portion, I think. I've been left behind before 
after track what? meet. What? Oh yeah. Tell me about this. So, um, it was for indoor, and we were finishing up, and the group that we had, the amount of people that were there, I wouldn't be able to fit in the van. Okay. So they just kind of like dipped. Like, oh, okay, and they left. Like, no one was worried about how I was getting back. So I had to text another coach to come get me. And they had room? Because, oh, it was like personal car. No, they had room because they already dropped their squad off from earlier. Oh, my gosh. Yep, so I was left behind. How come I don't know about this story? I think I told you, but I think it was a while ago. Hmm. The joys of indoor. <laughs> That was the most travel we would do was indoor because for coming from Southern California, like indoor tracks, not really a thing out here because we don't, we never need like an indoor facility. So we have to go like to Seattle or start going back East to actually participate in indoor. So that's where we got most of our travel. We went to Seattle a lot. I know you really did. I mean, I like Seattle. But we did a lot. <laughs> My favorite yeah, was but like this, like a one mile radius of Seattle. Yes, we did. We we did go to Pike Street like one time. So like the trips for the kids at the end of the day, right? Like the athletes, like this is a kind of a cool experience for them. And anytime we'd go to Seattle, the kids would want to go see Pike Street. And I get it. That's probably their first time in Seattle. Why not? It's, it's a cool area to check out. And our coach all the time was like, uh, I've been there. Bruh, it's not about you. <laughs> yeah, like, yes, I've been to Pike Street multiple times, but the kids want to go. Let's go have a good time. Out of all the times we went to Seattle, and I had to have been with the team, what, like six times total? Seven? I don't know what you're talking about. Like Me traveling with the team up to Seattle. Are you sure it wasn't like 20 times? It could have been 20 times. We only went once. What? To oh, the Pike Street. Oh. Man, you got lost in the sauce on that one, babe. Um, you were gone like every weekend. Not to Seattle, though. Oh. Yeah. All right, Randy. So before we get into our fine print, you guys, um, we are going to mention because I know I don't know how many of you guys listen to our fine print. <laughs> I feel like our if you listen for a while, we we say the same thing over and over again. But this is new. Um. We are going on a small break because we have a really big announcement that we have to prepare for. And when we come back, it will actually be a year of our podcast. That's exciting. I can't believe that. So a couple things. One, if you're not caught up, go get caught up. Apparently, we're bingeable now. Yeah, I would say, uh, was a 61? I'd say we're definitely bingeable. Two, um, we would really like to do a miscellaneous episode to celebrate our one year when we come back. And we already have a bunch of stories from um, episodes that like people sent in stories that it like the story reminded them of or the episode reminded them of a story later. So if you are going back and listening to some of our episodes and you're like, oh, I, I wanted to tell the story, send it to us because we're going to compile them all together and put it as a miscellaneous like afterthoughts episode and then also some stories that we've gotten in the past that we that didn't really fit in a specific topic but we still want to highlight them we're going to be talking about all of those so 
get ready for those. Oh, wait, actually, we're starting with an education when we yes, come back. Yes, we are. Yes. So stay tuned for that. Um, and then the rest is our normal fine print. So if you guys are not part of our Facebook group yet, go to the show notes. There's a link. Um, it's also called AT Corner Community. So you can just look that up on Facebook. And then if you want to submit a story, head over to our Instagram stories. Usually after an education episode, they pop up around Wednesday or Thursday of the next week depending on how lazy I get. (laughs) (laughs) Or busy. Or busy. This week I was busy. So anyway, um, watch out for those, but not during our little break. And I think, do you have any other fine print? Nope, that was perfect. Thank you for helping us showcase athletic training behind the tape. Bye. Bye.